Today's guest is Moths in the Attic. I had the boys in to talk about their new album, which is a self-titled Moths in the Attic, which is available now at mawsintheattic.com. Go check it out. It's awesome. This is what they have as a description on their Facebook. I thought that was, it was good. It, It was better for me to read this off their Facebook than to try to explain what kind of music they are. So this is from their Facebook. Uh, Moths in the Attic is a versatile musical collective from Northwest Ohio who create compelling and haunting acoustic guitar-driven compositions. Debut album out now. I like how they added that in there. Uh, Anyways, we'll get to Moths in a second here. But first, let's talk about our sponsor, ModedStudios.com. Moded Studios has the latest and greatest in embroidered patches and apparel. They have Wu-Tang patches. They got Bart Simpson with the David Bowie lightning on their face patches. They're adding new patches all the time. They got funny pins. They got Bernie for President t-shirt. But it's not Bernie Sanders. It's Bernie Mac. It's crazy. Go to ModedStudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Dot com and check it out today. They're always adding new stuff and they do custom orders. Modedstudios.com. Get into it. Oh man, that was terrible. While you're surfing the web, go to reinamystique.com. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and check out our latest album, 1018. I had the honor of penning a few of the songs alongside my wife and we are very proud of it. While you're at the website, go to the Experience tab and find out where me and my wife are playing locally in the Toledo area, north, what is it, well, just in the Toledo, Ohio area. Just go experience the Experience tab. (laughs) That's ridiculous. You can follow us on Instagram. I've been adding some cool little tutorials. People seem to like them. Uh, They range from moderate to, or intermediate to uh, moderately difficult in and to super easy uh it's all over the place um go check it out i'm having a blast with the instagram so if you want to see what i'm doing most of the time follow we speak english good well at we speak english good on instagram you can follow us on facebook as well on it Uh, it's at we speak english good but it's mostly the same shit that i dump into instagram it just goes right over and it's that option but you can follow it please do we appreciate it uh you can leave a rating on itunes stitcher or spotify wherever you get your podcast uh you can share the podcast you can download the podcast you can write the podcast write us at we speak english good at gmail.com let us know how we're doing let us know how you're feeling uh let us know how your latest bowel movement is whatever just go ahead and write us. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you do write us, I will probably read it on air. So go ahead. Roll the dice. <laughs> this intro is tough. Uh, 
I, I do want to say before we get into Moz, I wanted to say a, a huge thank you and shout out to uh, Pam Fletcher, who is Zach's mother, who who had some sandwiches and soup from Zoop uh, available for us. She had brownies and cookies. It, it was wonderful. You know what? One of those sandwiches fed my mom the next day at work. I, I gave her one of the sandwiches to take to work and uh, it fed my mother. So from Zach's mother, who you're about to hear in a few seconds, to my mother, uh, I just, uh, I appreciate Pam Fletcher, your goddamn saint. So with that said, Oh, also, thank you for letting us use the BGSU huge conference room. It was very nice. Uh, uh, the boys from Malls in the Attic and, and uh, Zach's mom arranged it. It was a very pleasant experience talking to these guys. Uh, so please, without any further ado, let's jump on over to Malls in the Attic. But every time you guys chew and stuff, make sure you're doing it like directly into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? ASMR or whatever. Mm, man, that yeah. shit goes over. Yeah. The, the kids love ASMR. Yeah. Have you ever watched any of those things? I've seen some. They're always real sexual somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that videos of people eating stuff? Yeah. Just, uh, sometimes. sounds, yeah. Like people will be uh, popping <laughs> bubble wrap. And then pop, pop, pop. Oh, or yeah. they'll be cutting like cheese. Or soap. Or so yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that. Yeah, now you're oh, talking. Yeah, <laughs> now you're talking. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I go watch that. That's, that's your whole YouTube yeah, play watch thing. list right there. <laughs> no, my mom has gotten into, uh, and my mom is like a, an adult learner when it comes to um, to technology. So everything is all new to her. So like smartphones, Facebook, all this shit is just uh, like completely new to her. So she's learned this shit, and and she's gotten hooked on these Facebook videos. Where they're, um, uh, where it's just Asians eating weird stuff, like like mm. eating blowfish, like they cook it. There's a name for that. I forget what it is. Yeah, is it popular? It must be popular. It if, is. If, <laughs> is it popular amongst older people? Because they just get like a buffet of food, like way too much food for any one person to eat, and then they just like stuff it in yeah. their face. There's a name for. It. I can't remember what it is. But she loves it because it's the the sounds they make, and she does she does an impression of it. It's very funny to see this little Mexican woman go. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's fun for the whole family. But I, I think that's a kind of ASMR, right? It's some sure. sort of like I'm looking yeah, at weird, this weird thing. Weird, strange pleasure out of sounds and. Well, I mean, but that's what we do, right? Like, we make weird sounds, and yeah. we want to elicit pleasure out of people. Uh, before we walked in, your mom had the album going, which uh, <laughs> I'm with Mons and Yaddick. We're going, by the way. This, oh, cool. is, this is the show. Oh, cool. <laughs> I realized <laughs> we're going. Uh, we're just talking. Uh, well, when I walked in, your mom had the, the, the TV going, and it had your album going. And I was like, 
Oh shit! <laughs> I thought your album was only four tracks long. I thought it was an EP because my phone, because you can only listen to it. Well, I could only find it on your guys' website right now, mm. which is what monsintheattic.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, uh, my phone wouldn't let me get past track four. So I've, I've heard the first four tracks several times burst right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with those first four tracks uh, but I didn't get a chance to listen to the rest of the album I, I suspected but uh, but my phone didn't do it and I just I didn't I didn't push further I it's just now it goes yep <laughs> technology so you guys it's okay if you guys could introduce yourselves we go around the table start with Mike over here what's going on everybody Mike Williams here aka Mike Williams on sax Mike on sax I'm Zach Fletcher, play uh, guitar and sing for Moths in the Attic. And I'm Kevin Jewelry, and I hit stuff with sticks. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, because the first time I saw you guys, um, well, it's interesting to listen to the album and then seeing you guys live, um, because I, I, saw you, I first saw you guys live, um, where the fuck was it? Is that the Botanical Gardens? Does that sound right? Oh yeah, the uh, maybe the over Crosby the summer festival. Yes, the, the art, the art festival. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So I saw you guys there, and uh, I was like, oh my god, these guys are fucking rad. And the sound that you guys get just as a three piece, because when you guys are set up live, it's what it's uh, the cajon, guitar, and then saxophone. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then when you listen to the album, it's, it's just a huge expansion on that. But you guys still carry that same like vibe, so it's it's not like you listen to the album, then you go to a show and you're like, well, what the fuck was that? That's not what I'm trying to say. (laughs) That's not what I'm trying to say because because it was very um, engaging and um, and and it it has like a very dark side to it, but it's very I I don't know. Uh, But let's uh, let's start from the beginning. Uh, Let's start with Mike. What's your? Do you have a musical lineage in your background? Great question. So um, my dad's side of the family, they're all musicians and uh, just kind of runs in the blood, runs in the family. My mom's side of the family, um, everyone's athletic. And uh, so obviously you see which one I took after. (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, that's just kind of where it happened. And uh, my dad's family is all from Detroit. And uh, so it just kind of fit, you know, be from the Motor City and Motown and uh, to have a lot of those influences in my life. What what did you so did your dad play? Yeah, plays drums. He plays yeah, drums. plays drums and my older brother plays drums and I actually wanted to be a drummer and uh, they ran out of slots in elementary <laughs> school. <laughs> so I was like, man, I I got to be stuck with something. And uh, I saw one of my other cousins playing a saxophone and I was just like, well, Let's try that one. <laughs> and worked out. But yeah, it's stuck. Has, yeah. <laughs> it's stuck, I, I, yeah. Do you do you mess around on the drums at all? Just a little bit. It's, you got you got anything? Uh, I can I can do a four count hey. you know, or something. I don't know any terminology or anything like that. But yeah. we're going uh, to like a little drum retreat in a couple days. We are, and um, so you I never have, know what's gonna happen. I have like no clue of what's going down. <laughs> yeah. And um, a drum retreat. Yeah, it's gonna be really exciting, and uh, I don't even know what it is. But. Yeah, what is a drum retreat? <laughs> oh, it's just this like little thing. That I don't even know if that's oh. the right terminology or anything, but. In Waterville, just you know, ten minutes from here, at Bigfoot Studios, which oh. I wor- I've worked at once. If if you've ever been there, super cool place. Travis is a really cool dude too. 
um, I'm forgetting his last name, but Byron, help me out, Mike. Byron uh, Harris. Harris, yeah. yeah. I listened yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He was on your podcast, yeah. too. Yep. But yeah, uh, he's a bad boy. Yes. He plays everything. Plays everything, like, incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. He's, like, he's what the fuck was that? Yeah, what is that? That's like, exactly that's, that's a bullshit. Like, when I yeah. see people who are like, just like, they just shit it out, like, effortlessly. Yeah. Cause I, I'm the same way, too. I was listening to your podcast earlier today, and, like, I had heard him on one instrument before. Like, I heard him on the bass, and I'm yes. like, man, this dude is sick. Right. And then I saw a video, he's like playing the keys, and I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> and then, like, five minutes later, he was playing the drums, and I was like, wait, he plays drums? No, he's actually he's actually a drummer. He considers himself a drummer. There's man, that's that's insane. But he but he just slays at those and then like guitar, like like he can kind of play guitar, but like you could tell if he focused like a little bit that he would be just as amazing at guytar. I think man. he has that synesthesia. You know what I'm talking about? Synesthesia. It's like where you like see colors and mm-hmm. colors or make shapes and colors and mm-hmm. I'll just keep saying colors over and over again. <laughs> colors, you know, colors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like you, you, he has that thing where his ear is just like, he has that perfect pitch type thing going yeah. on. You know what I mean? He's just tuned to that. It's natural. It's like how super athletes are able to just dunk on just like the the high school tracks or whatever. What the high school tracks? Are. The high school basketball. You know what I mean? Like 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 there's levels of musicians, like levels of, of of athletes, and that dude's like, I think he's gonna be like one of those top guys because he's still young, man. He's still yeah, got some time real to go. young guy. Yeah, he's still he's still uh, marinating. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the drum retreat is at Bigfoot Studio. Mm-hmm. And so he's gonna is Byron gonna be there? Or? I think he's yeah. running it to the best of my knowledge, and it's four hours and oh, dude, that's all yeah. I know. We're just gonna yeah. show up, and I know it's gonna be a good time. Oh, nice! Yeah, we've we've yeah, seen man. a couple videos that uh, he's released and yeah. uh, Bigfoot Studios released, and yeah, excited about it. And um, I know he's gonna be showing showcasing uh, a drum set. Mm. I couldn't tell you what type of drum set it is, but. It's a uh, <laughs> Holloman drums. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's a big deal, but I just don't know. They're, like they're really drums. cool. There was, an <laughs> audi- there was there was an audible eye roll in that response. <laughs> no I, know, I, I better no just not roll. say anything at this thing. <laughs> just sit there in silence and smile. They're a local drum company that that does a lot too. So I I'm just getting familiar with them too. So I I don't know a lot either. <laughs> they're cool. So your dad played bass, and then so you guys grew up with all that in the music. Like, did you play out as younger, or were you involved with? Yeah. What would you do when you were a kid? Like, what kind of stuff were you involved in musically? It, it got it got pretty extensive. Um, I was involved with the uh, first started with vocals, so I was singing with the Cincinnati Boy Choir. And, oh, okay. And uh, loved it. We traveled. We did a lot of really cool things. And then uh, sang in the uh, like choir for school as well, and uh, of course did saxophone. And right after that, started piano lessons, and I was doing classical piano, which oh, was really nice. cool. Yeah. And um, you know, I just kind of I was you know playing for band and uh, at church. Every once in a while, they would have us uh, do like a youth Sunday or different things okay. to get the uh, younger folks involved. And um, then I had a saxophone teacher who we actually met uh, last year, and we uh, had a chance to play there in my home church um, with Moss in the Attic. But, um, oh, Moss in the Attic played your home church? Yeah. What kind of church is it? Which was crazy, uh, Baptist church. Baptist, okay, so, yeah. okay. It was, so you guys grew up in the church as church, like not as church players, but you had, was that a big influence in your life? 
I would say so mainly just because you heard it every Sunday. Right. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things like you're there, you're in that environment, you're hearing it. And um, later in high school to work with him individually for like private lessons was really cool. Nice. And uh, he invited me on like some of his gigs and stuff like that too. Oh, that's great. But, um, was he kind of a mentor to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very huge mentor. Right and uh, we're still talking and uh, working on some things now too. That's awesome. But, uh, like really, what kind of things? Uh, so he actually, slight plug, uh, Ed Sachs Thomas. <laughs> Ed Sachs Thomas. Check him out. Yep. Uh, Ed Sachs Thomas uh, is releasing a Christmas album, and uh, it'll be available, I believe, next week. Uh, I've already pre-ordered mine. Uh, I can't tell you the name of it because I don't remember. <laughs> you'll, you'll see a common theme there. I don't remember a lot of things. But <laughs> That's okay. But I do remember very weird, strange things. I have no control over my memory. <laughs> I have the same shit. Like, I remember just, like, the most ins- insignificant thing, but I can't remember what my wife just told me, like, two minutes ago. It's like, uh, yeah. the, and they, like, very pertinent information, you know, like, really important stuff that I should be paying attention to. Yeah. It just it doesn't stick. <clears throat> no. But like what I ate last Tuesday. Here it is, yeah. Chicken wings. Um, <laughs> it, that's right there. So uh, <laughs> so I'm with you. I oh, like yeah. I, I feel you so much. So, are, so you're not from Toledo? Not from Toledo. Originally from Cincinnati. Cincy. I love oh, Cincy, yeah. man. I've been going down there a lot lately. It's, oh, okay. it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. There's OTR. A, uh, I, I don't it's know. Changed up. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know it well. I just okay. been going down there because. Other things, but um, it's a pretty dope place. I've, I got to hang out there a few times. It has a cool music scene down there going on, and it's it's tight, man. Right oh, on. Yeah. So why'd you guys come up here? So for me, for uh, you, I should say, yeah. why are you why are you here, Mike? Yeah. Um, came to go to BG. Oh, okay. And uh, once I graduated, just stayed in the area. So is that how you guys all met through BG? We did. Oh yeah, <laughs> our story. I'm, Zach has a great story for that too. But the way we met was uh, very, uh, very deep. Oh yeah, very deep. Do you mind expanding uh, on that, yeah. Zach? You so mind? Uh, I used to do a gig. It was like a Tuesday night gig at um, a place called the Attic. Oh, downtown. Downtown Toledo. Green. Yeah. Well, there's there's, there's oh, an attic on Adams. Oh, we never Adams put that too. together either. Oh, that's it. There's one in. There's one, one in Bowling Green. Is it the same? Yeah. Is it the same? Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's the same owners. Oh, okay. but, yeah, I, I, but I'm guessing the attic is probably a very common name for yeah, like a if club or if a bar. If it's upstairs, then yeah. we'll just call it the attic. It's the attic. Yes. <laughs> so it's just funny that in the attic, that was kind of the. <laughs> origination of moths in the attic we didn't know it at the time ah uh so yeah i was doing like a singer songwriter thing with a friend of mine and that friend told me uh yeah we're gonna have like a jazz band because we'd invite other people to play with us he's like we're gonna have this jazz band come play i was like yeah it sounds pretty cool um so we typically would like each do a set and then our our guest would play set and then we each do like another set after that. And then these guys come in, Mike included, with like all this gear, all these amps and drum set. And I was like, oh dang, <laughs> this, they're serious. So we do our, you know, like our, our normal thing. And then 
they start up and they're just killing it. Like it's it's not just it's not just like traditional jazz. It's like R and B, funk, jazz. Get the people going. Yeah. They brought like fifty people with them, <laughs> and, and they're doing like covers. They're bringing up special guests, and uh, I just looked at my friend Corey. I'm like, I think we're done for the night. Like, <laughs> just, just tell just tell them to keep going. It's, I don't. I'm not playing anymore tonight. What yeah. was that project? <laughs> that was a band I had called Live Music. Live Music. Yep, and uh, it was mainly a four piece. Like drums, yeah. sax, um, I guess at that time, sometimes bass or sometimes guitar, and then a keyboard. Mm. And uh, for that specific gig, we had like six people, which was crazy. Like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> and like, people kept coming in and out. There was a second sax player that played as well. Yeah. And then um, we had a guest singer that sang that day. And then um, we called up a guy that does spoken word and rap. And uh, called him up to the stage, like right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty intense. I mean, there definitely were a lot of people that came. And uh, I remember like some of my fraternity brothers were like, "Everyone invite at least two people, a person, mm -hmm. and let's see how many people we can get here." <laughs> and, <laughs> That's awesome, uh, yeah, bro. so it was pretty intense. <laughs> and like, just flood this, just flood this. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a little spot. Is the place tiny or? Is um, it's an okay size. Like it's not it's not a live music venue oh, at all. <laughs> okay. So they, they they just they wanted us to do that like on Tuesdays just to like yeah. kinda get some traffic in there. Right. But I don't think anybody was expecting what happened that night. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love those kind of awesome. nights though. Yeah. I, I've been to like jams that just sort of get take taken over by like a group of musicians who don't necessarily even play together all the time, but you know, just yeah. like some hard, hard ass, heavy hitting yeah. cats just come in and just take over the whole night, right. and it's just like, okay, well, that's that. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> let's just enjoy ourselves. Right, exactly. Because, like, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't even mad about it. I was just, yeah. Like, how can you be bad? This is, this is sweet. Like, I, I want to see the guy who it. is mad. It's like, I didn't get to play. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> this is fucked up. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that guy exists. That's yeah. funny. That dude is out there, I mean, just yeah, somewhere. That was the alternative. Like we'd we'd come back and play our sad songs and to <laughs> 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 so like, so like the five people at the bar, and so yeah, right, right. You, you guys turned it into an event, and it was very memorable. So, so out of that, you guys, you you linked up with Mike. Well, it wasn't even right away. Um, it was still it was still a couple. What a year or two yeah, after at least that? A, at least a year. Yeah, the next um, year after that, we really connected. So <laughs> I was I was in another band at the time, which was uh, Flaming Hot Marbles, okay. which we were like a hard rock kind of fusion group from Bowling Green, and uh, Mike's uh, minor right mm -hmm. was uh, recording technology at BGSU. And one of the projects, which I've done a, a few of those by now, is you have to ask a local group to record two songs. Mm. So we had the contact, and I think you had seen Flaming Hot Marbles play, yeah. and you got in touch, and yeah. we got it going. So, and it was kind of, you have, go ahead. Oh, you, I don't you, know. Got, you got more to say, say about it. <laughs> oh, not, not too much. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I think we, uh, Message each other on Facebook and 
linked up, and uh, they came in like real professional, ready to go. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, like literally for this minor, it was just like, record a band, go. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to turn the thing on. <laughs> like, it was really, it was terrible. And uh, so luckily, like by the time we got to this project, I was, you know, kind of better along. But yeah. I mean, these guys came in ready to work and um, they killed it. I mean, they, they were the best group that we, that all the classes recorded and stuff. And um it was great, man. It was it was really cool, and um, oh yeah, that's what happened too. I forgot about that part. So I'm recording these guys. They're killing it. They're going crazy, and then Zach is just like, "Hey, uh, you want to throw some sax on there?" I'm like, "Sax? Like that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> like, I don't know about that." And he's like, "No, just go for it. Like just fill it out. Like you'll be all right." I'm like, man, I don't even know the the song. And uh, man, it ended up working out really cool. Like we did some swells, and oh, okay. um, it's funny because that's what we do now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always just say like, do some swells or like fill it out. Swells. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, just do your do your thing. That's yeah. that's what I want. Yeah. Whatever that is. Well, what's your what's your lineage with music? Is you got is your family big musical family, or were you the only one? How did that work um, out? Not a lot of musicians in terms of playing instruments. Mm. I have a lot of family members with like good singing voices, mm. and uh, some of them like sang in choirs and stuff like that. Um, but big appreciators of music. Um, so when growing up, like there was always music playing in my house, and my dad like loves music, mainly rock music, but he's he kind of dabbles in just about everything so that's kind of how my love for music started and then uh, at age nine my parents took me to my first rock concert and it was kind of game over from there I was like <laughs> what, who was it it was Kiss. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kiss. Yeah, that's a, that's your first rock concert. That was, well, that was my first concert. Yeah, yeah, that was period. your first concert yeah. ever. So yeah, I was. Holy I was, shit, that's awesome! I was hold on, hold on. I, yeah. I just what was your first concert? In Flames. In Flames. It's a metal band. That's uh, what's your. I don't even remember. But, um, I don't. I don't even know who it would be. Okay. Because uh, mine is like not even close. <laughs> no, I'm like in flames sounds pretty rad. I don't know. I've never heard of him. Kiss is rad. I saw Tex Beneke's orchestra. He Tex Beneke is a saxophone player from the big band era who played with Benny Goodman. And that's my first concert experience, I mean, which I was so over the fucking top for this. You have huh? no idea how excited I was because... Uh, Everybody loves Tex Beneke. Yeah. <laughs> All the kids are crazy. That's deep cut, though. That's, that's deep good, cut. Yeah. It's deep cut. My dad, my dad, I had the same shit. My parents, right. well, my dad had a huge appreciation for music. Mm -hmm. My mom likes fucking like Mexican music that I have no idea what they're saying and, and bread. That's, bread. <laughs> that's her extent of her, her taste of music. Uh, Bread's good. Hey, Brad, uh, I want to make it with you. Oh, man, <laughs> that song is tight. Uh, okay, anyway, so so at nine years old, you went and saw Kiss, right. blew your fucking mind. Yeah. And then, and then so you're like, I got to do this now? Yeah, so I mean, I was big into like, and I still, you know, I like comic books and stuff like that. But oh, like, nice. At that time, 
like that was kind of like I was always drawing mm. and it was like I'm gonna be a comic book illustrator like make my own <laughs> characters and stuff I mean you still can I still could do you still yeah. draw um, not as much okay music kind of took that artistic portion yeah took the juice took the whole thing yeah I got you but uh, yeah seeing Kiss it was like the combination of like these guys are like real superheroes and their powers <laughs> yes. it's like the show you know what I mean yeah so yeah I, I kind of hounded my parents uh, since that concert like I need a guitar I want to start playing guitar yeah so yeah I started like like I was super classic rock oriented and stuff and then it just kind of expanded and I'm kind of you know like I was saying with my dad like I I love a little bit of everything right so yeah that's cool yep so so did you play in bands through school and stuff through high school yeah um my first rock band were you in like marching band or anything too or was not okay um I did do I think in eighth grade I was in like the school jazz band Hmm. you play guitar Um, play guitar yeah what do you you remember what you play (coughs) uh like what songs and stuff um we did we did a bunch of random stuff we played like my girl Mm, okay uh, nothing like super no like jazz standards right 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 right. i'm I'm just curious (laughs) because my first like i'm always curious to hear people's first jazz band experiences the songs that they play because the songs that i play like it's still like they still resonate with me in a a big way so it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know anyways so you play in jazz band, but but mostly you were in your room jamming away. Did yep. you did you start a band like when you were like real young? Or yeah, high it was, school uh, band. Seventh grade, I think. Um, just got four friends: drummer, bass player, and another guitarist. And we're like, we're gonna start a band. So, and we were all um, like, I was super serious about it. Like, I would, I had myself on a strict regimen i'd like go home and practice for a certain amount of hours oh no shit do scales and like i'm nowhere near that anymore (laughs) (laughs) that dedicated to the craft but but does did it all stick you still have that knowledge retained yeah so so you you did your work it's just right i mean you don't you don't stay up on it right like yeah i mean i i wish i would still do that because i could be even better but uh i kind of had a crazy acceleration right at the at the beginning um but we were all still kind of starting out so Mm -hmm. like you know just come up with a riff be like all right what's next and here's another riff and um i never like wanted to sing either i just wanted to play lead guitar oh okay and then it was almost it was kind of by necessity like we tried a couple of singers and like this isn't working out i was like all right i'll try so we, we started writing songs, and I started writing lyrics, and that's how I started singing as well. Oh, okay. So you yeah. kind of forced into it or forced yeah. yourself into it. Yep. That's how I started playing bass. It was like yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was four guitarists, and it was right. like somebody's going to have there's, to ask for a bass for Christmas. There's Who's o- it going to be? <laughs> always enough guitarists, right? <laughs> always. Yeah. Always enough guitarists. Yeah. So, okay. Right on, man. That, so, so you guys... Uh, so you were in that band before Moss in the Attic, and then was that out of high school? or? Um, so where, that, that band was so the one that started in seventh grade. We had many names. The <laughs> one that kind of stuck toward the end was called The Safety of Routine. Oh. 
and um, I think it was like my sophomore year or something like that, we ended up breaking up, and that's when I started getting into acoustic playing a lot more. Mm. Um, and then it was after high school, I think a couple, one or two years after high school is when the uh, Flaming Hot Marbles started, and then I got back into playing electric and playing lead again. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. And then uh, the, that band and Moss in the Attic were kind of going simultaneously for a little bit. Oh, okay. And, um, uh, Marbles is kind of on indefinite hiatus at the moment. But yeah, everybody's kind of focusing on different things for the time being. Was it all a mutual thing? Like, oh, it's not, or was it like, fucking John's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> we got to get away from John for a while. No, we're, we're all super good friends. And That's cool. We... I think we all kind of hold out the hope that we'll get back together sometime, and just for like a one-off or yeah. you know, who knows. But we right. enjoy, we've always enjoyed jamming with each other. It's oh, just sorry, guys. no problem. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kevin, yeah, so I'm sorry. He he can he can elaborate on some of that. There's some intertwining. There's some intertwining. <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start from with your family. You got any? Do you got a musical lineage in your family at all? Not from my parents so much, but uh, I have two older brothers. Ah. One's five years older and one's ten years older. Oh, those those are important brothers. Yep. the older ones, the yeah, ones that sure. show you about the music, the cool music. And that's probably. I mean, that's why I got the metal and, and everything. Yeah. I'm sure it is. It's fucking. Here's Pantera, bro. Oh <laughs> yeah, have dude. A good day. <laughs> Vinny and everything, man. Hey, man. But yeah, like, so my you know oldest brother, his name is Eric. He played drums. He had this big, wine red pearl kit <laughs> but he's a lefty and oh, i'm a righty okay. oh. so like i grew up playing a lefty kit that he would let me play sometimes and so did that stick do you still play lefty or? oh no oh, okay i'm not like carter buford or, yeah, or anything like switching. that yeah yeah, yeah nothing yeah. like that okay. but um it can't can't hurt or anything like that but you know and i my first record was appetite for destruction oh nice. guns and roses and i got you know the black album from metallica and i was just drumming oh, playing yeah, wasn't video that, games. so i was i'm sorry but drumming to lars Ulrich was so fucking boring to me like i started oh, on man, drugs the black album was awesome though and the black album too like that was so boring for me cuz i started cuz the black album obviously is like <laughs> the one that that i heard first because i was too young for the rest me too but then yeah. when i heard you know, fucking Riding the Lightning and Justice Fraud. I never got into the thrash so much. Oh, my. From what back the then. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are you even talking to? Get out. No, I'm just kidding, man. Yeah. No, no, no. I get I love... Have you ever seen uh, Some Kind of Monster? Yeah. The, that shit is the most unintentionally funny fucking documentary I've ever seen. <laughs> it really is. When, when fucking Lars is standing there telling... Who is he telling? I think he's telling James Hetfield. It's like, I don't know, bro. It just sounds kind of stock. It's kind of stock. And, and James Hetfield's just sitting there, like, silently raging inside. And just, like, you the restraint. Just, he's just, I like, can't believe he's the like, restraint. If the cameras weren't there, he'd be like, fuck you, bro. You know, like, yeah. it's so fucking funny, dude. And that, and that weirdo yeah. uh, therapist who was just mm-hmm. lingering. I talk about this documentary a lot, actually. Because it's so yeah. fucking funny. I literally was, I was putting into YouTube yesterday, drum cam. Just footage, just so I could like look at different stuff. And like the third one was Lars Ulrich, drum fails. <laughs> and so, yeah, I literally watched that yesterday. But like, you know, when I was listening to that album when I was, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever. Did you have the double 
kicks going? Or he just, did, but it I was know a lefty. He does. Yeah, like you know, I oh, did it was that. A lefty fucking. Yeah, so my <laughs> right foot is on is on the slave one, and then my left foot's on the master kick, and it's it's rough. You know, yeah. it's it's different, but like when that album was out, there's no YouTube. Right. You know, there's not there's yeah. no way for me to know that Lars. You know, was, it such was a like this. Sucker. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> not my words, but um, so yeah, I did that, and then you know, I was growing up. Kind of, I went to the same high school as Zach. Oh, okay. You're which, younger. Which was Bowling Green. Oh, so you guys are Bowling Green natives. Yep. We're townies, huh? man. Townies. Yeah. All right. So you know, we're doing that. I, you know, am in a band as well in seventh grade. So, you know, his band is the good band. <laughs> In junior high, to me, um, we're all intimidated by you know the good players. I have a, I have the same thing going on in high school. It oh was yeah, like us and then the good band. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know we're we're playing with people. I'm you know we're starting a band. Our our band was called the Wucha. You know we just made up words. Yeah, why not? All the other words were taken apparently, <laughs> but flaming hot marbles are all they were all in Wucha, so. Wait, part of the band was in Wucha? Um, if you just, like, substituted me and Zach. Oh, okay. Everyone else. So I don't get how then, <laughs> how was Wucha <laughs> the shit band? No, they got the... really good. Oh, they, they kept going. They just kept going, they man. Kept going. I'm sure everyone it. else did, too. No, but. no, no, I get it. Because it, it, it's funny, because you'll see a band, especially in high school when you're younger, you'll see a band, and then, like, a couple years later, you'll see them, and they'll be like, this is fucking terrible mm-hmm. and then a couple years later it's like oh they kept playing okay <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, that's how you get better i remember seeing you guys it was like the year after my band broke up yeah they were still playing yeah it was like a halloween dance or something like that oh so man i remember that <laughs> i i did like my acoustic thing and they put the acoustic guys up front and then like the bands played after that yeah and i watched you guys play and i was like dang I miss this. Like that's when we turned like, into the good band. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. the good band we, stopped playing. We handed handed the crown. Yeah, <laughs> and there was double bass all over that. We were yeah. we were straight rock metal, all that stuff. And there was double bass. It was sweet. <laughs> that was fun. I had the drum line and all that. Oh, you were in marching and all. And yep. did, did you do like drum corps and stuff? There's, like, the definitions. I don't know. Some people, like, go to, like, legit, like, yeah. drum corps stuff. I never did that as much. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really got into drum line and kind of, like, Zach was, you know, I was really regimented and I come home from school and do this. Oh, wow. Like, during- you guys had so much, like... I, ne- I never had that. I was oh, man, like I too busy it. eating and masturbating to like practice, <laughs> dude. I was like, it was, there was no fun. time. It was I didn't have time between them to to fit in like really focused playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I always I always commend like the younger generation because because you guys are in your twenties still. Oh, <laughs> I, don't know. I am. I'm holding it down. Oh, we're, holding, we're early thirties now. Oh, okay, early thirties. Yeah. Okay, so. Fucking, this is like you're a little younger than me. Not that much younger. I mean, you still remember a time when there was no YouTube, so you can't yeah. be that. <laughs> cassettes, man. All about the cassettes. Cassettes, yeah, yeah CDs, floppy scratching discs. and shit. Yeah, floppy Liz and I, we have our first, like, couple photos on a floppy disk. Couple photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many kilobytes could oh, you fit on one of those? Like, like not even a, yeah, like not even a megabyte, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> so we remember, yeah, we remember. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, were, you, were you guys dial up? Did you have dial up or were you pads? Yes. Up? Okay. And I remember it was such a good thing. My dad like just hated it, and he got <laughs> a second phone line because like I'd be playing StarCraft or something. And we'd be you know because we were PC gaming family, and uh, <laughs> so we'd all, I'd always be on you know on the internet, and he couldn't get calls or anything, so we got a second phone line, and it was the hugest deal ever. No. It was awesome. <laughs> it was like, yeah, because you were sick of people hey, picking up the phone and like fucking up your. Oh, I just like, lost the game. God man. damn it! I would cuss so bad at my when dad. When I was twelve, yeah. Well, no, I would cuss, I would be like, what the fuck? I couldn't do that. That shit didn't swing with my mom. My mom would hit me in the face with a with a shoe. <laughs> she wasn't fucking around. With my dad, I could just be like, what the fuck? Oh, anyways. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> so. Where were we? What were we talking about? I'm sorry. I'm fucking... It's been a long fucking week. It's traumatic. It is traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, man. Like, It's not easy being a fucking musician. <laughs> it's not. It's it true. really isn't. Especially, especially yeah. like touring musicians. Like People who are like grinding it out all the time on yeah. the road. Like, pff, right. Fuck that shit. I love it still, but like I can't only do it like short spurts. I can't go for months. Like that just sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah for Anyways, sure. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so you were the good band now, and and, and <laughs> we're like the only band I think. Wucha <laughs> was the only band. Yeah. And, and so what what happened to Wucha? I mean, I I think eventually like people just started working. I, I uh, actually don't remember. We huh. we did break up, but I forget why. I'm still friends with all of them. I, you know, they're all great guys, but at some point I started like playing in different bands too. Like I joined a rock band that I was in for a long time, then I joined a death metal band that I was in for a little bit called Vivian Banks. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. From the Fresh Prince. From Fresh I didn't know about that. Hell yeah. But hey, the man. first one, not the second one. Oh, the first one? Did you guys, did you, was there like a little colon, like the first one, not the second one? I was against the band name, but now I love it. At some point, like I, I got out of that, and this is like during the MySpace days, you know, where you would put your music up and you'd message someone like, hey, you know, come out and play or whatever. It was real bare bones, but at some point, I was in a melodic metal band that we, we were kind of adjacent to with Nick as well. But at a certain point, we both joined a Latin band called Diamante. Oh, Diamante. Yeah. And if you look, I think somewhere on my YouTube page, there's Zach singing Miente by, who was that? Enrique Iglesias. Enrique. Yeah. And so Zach is also fluent in Spanish. Shut the fuck up. As well. Muscle menos. Muscle menos. <laughs> but. That's tight. How, why? How? School? There's yeah. a whole story here. I, yeah. I, I studied mm, Spanish all through <laughs> high school, and that was, I did a double major in, in college. Oh, Spanish wow. Being one of them studied in Spain and so, stuff. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so if you got shipwrecked in, in South, mm. South America or something where they speak Spanish, yeah, like I'd, Portugal. I'd be, I'd, I'd do all right. Just okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah. be. You'd be the right. white guy that no, not everyone want to murder and rob. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> or I could communicate a little bit. And yeah, it's like please stop robbing me. Right. <laughs> no kill, no kill. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I don't even know how to say stop robbing me. Oh. And I grew up with a mom. Well, she only called me like pinche cabron all the time, which is 
cursing. She cursed at me all the time. So, oh. <laughs> so it's like, carone! You know? <laughs> I can't even pronounce the, I can't even do the pronunciation correctly. I'm, I'm yeah. just that bad. Yeah. I'm just that bad. It, it was fucked up because she didn't want to teach me Spanish because we lived in America. And then I lived in fucking like 15 minutes from the border for the last 13 mm. years in yeah. San Diego. And I was just like, fuck. I really. Helpful. <laughs> yeah. Coming in handy. Real yeah. fucking helpful. Being <laughs> able to talk to these people. Yeah. That, you know, anyways, I yeah. mean, it's, it's most skill. people know both. But, mm. I mean, like, you fucking, I would get in situations where I'm like trying to find, like, especially when I first got there, I'd get in situations where I'm trying to like just get to somewhere. I'm on um, like public transportation. Mm. And then you'd go ask somebody, and it's like, no habla English. I'm like, fucking shit. <laughs> and, like, and, and, and that's not a very uncommon thing, right? But, like, the fact that I should know how to talk to another Mexican human being or wherever the fuck they're from. Mm. Sorry. I, I'm sounding worse and worse as I keep talking. <laughs> uh, but I, I should be able to talk to them, but my mother held me back. So hey. this, is, this is what I do. I blame all of my problems on my mom. <laughs> So, um, well, that's why there's there's Duolingo and yeah, all those go. little apps and games you can play and start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty it. of time for that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a musician. I don't do shit. No. <laughs> so so okay. So then so you you know you guys knew each other. Were you guys pretty good friends, or were you guys or just we, I don't know. Were you guys buddies or, or just acquaintances? Well, kinda, and that, so. Yeah, kind of like yeah. with me and all of those guys, like I respected them, but we mm. never really yeah, crossed was. paths like friends-wise, mm. so we just, we knew each other. Yeah, was I was bit. still intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> like, oof. That, like, shit, I can't, that you know. shit sticks with you, man. Like, yeah. when you, especially like in high school when you're looking up to people, because I was like, well... I was a fat little shy kid, so like I didn't have the, you know, like I did, it, everything was intimidating to me. So when someone would, could do something better than I could that I was trying to do, it was like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. And, but mine came out in a bad way. Mine came out in just me being a dick, and like, <laughs> and I compensated by being an asshole. So mm. sounds like you took the the. Higher ground, I mean, the high road. Looking back, probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be sitting there talking I don't about know, man. They're not that good. Fuck Fuck me not marbles. They kind of suck. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, they were really good. Like, you should definitely get their album, too. Like, oh, the album's CD out there? Is awesome. out there. Yeah. Is it, is their discography's on Bandcamp. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many albums do you guys end up releasing? Um, we did, like, one real one, I'll say. And then uh, we have like a demo up there and a couple of like other random things and a live, a live recording too. So, nice. Yeah, so it was a fun, fun little run. How long? When did you guys take the hiatus? When did that start? Uh, t- I want to say 2015 or 2016. One oh, of those okay. two. So it's been a few years. Yeah, now. it's been a few years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right mm-hmm. on. Right on. So then, how did the how did we how do we converge here? How did this yeah. happen? <clears throat> so. Um, it's all. It is weird, just how how it all happens. Yeah. But, so after that uh, stint <laughs> with Mike, laying some sacks down on some of those Flaming Hot Marbles demos, um, I was starting to like work really hard on my acoustic stuff, and I'd played probably like I don't know, like four-ish years or more, like just doing solo gigs and stuff, and I just thought like. I hear more from this music, 
So, so some of these songs, uh, do you, are you the primary songwriter <coughs> for Moss? And yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So some of these songs come from your your yep. catalog from oh, your yeah. acoustic. Year. Okay. Um, so yeah, a lot of these ones on on our first album, uh, like date back quite a ways, and of course they've been updated and all the arrangements and stuff are fresh. But like the origins of the songs are kind of old. Hmm. Um, ten, ten years. Yeah, some of it, some of it about ten years. <clears throat> but uh, so there's some other musicians I I was kind of playing with, like little one-off shows, and I was like, I like, I like having other people playing on this music with me. So I got with Mike, and um, I don't remember, what was the first thing we did? Was that the thing at Clazelle, or did we do other stuff? before that. I feel like we might have done something else before that. I do remember that Clazell one, obviously. That was yeah. cool. So they were like like three songs. I was like, I'm going to toss these songs to you and that and just see what you can do with them. And once I, when I play them, I'm going to ask you on stage to play them. So. <laughs> no rehearsal, <clears throat> right? Well, I mean, there Maybe. was a little bit. He we would, did do a little yeah, something. He'd come okay. over. But the thing about that Clazelle <laughs> show, so the first, <laughs> this, that, this was the first one that kind of, that I was like, yeah, we, we're going to, we're going to make music together. <laughs> was, is that a bar? Uh, Clazelle is Clizelle. like a theater bar thing in downtown Bowling Green. Oh, it okay. used to be like an old historic theater. In That's how we grew up yeah. knowing it as, yeah. Um, like a know. movie theater? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like a, they still have a stage and a like a big screen, but it, they've cleared out all the seating and stuff, and it's a bar now. Sweet. But uh, <laughs> so we had some kind of event there where we we played a couple songs that we had rehearsed, and I think it was supposed to be recorded, but I never I never <laughs> got those. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, it was a Wednesday, so we went over to Howard's, another Bowling Green bar. And uh, they were doing open mic, so I just asked Mike if he wanted to come out, and play some songs, and and we did. And this was not. <laughs> I don't even remember. Going Mike, is, Mike is making <laughs> faces <laughs> like I, I think he. I think you talk about somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this this was this was not rehearsed because I would I just played everything and I was like. You're not leaving the stage. We're just gonna, <laughs> You're up here now. <laughs> there we go. But that was that was the night that, that that there were like five people there. But one of the guys, I think he was he was pretty well toasted. But mm. he was like, "This is the best concert I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> 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 I was like, "That's yeah, that still that's makes awesome. you feel yeah. good. That still makes you <laughs> feel mean, good. Means something." Yeah. <laughs> so I th- I found that as a good sign. So that's kind of how we uh, we got hooked up, and then. Um, Kevin and I, so we were in that Latin band that lasted a little while. How old we, were we then? That was, uh... Was I like 19 and you were like 20, maybe? I think I think I was still in my teens, even. Yeah. Do you guys remember that Latin band that used to come through to Howard's like a while ago? Like, but... They were like legit, though. La like, Revancha? Yes! Yeah. Those guys were so fucking tough. Yeah. Those guys are so good. Yeah, really good. <laughs> no. Um, Man, are they still going? Or I haven't heard anything about them in in quite a while. So, like, I, I, I was in a Latin band also. Yeah, <laughs> but we were called the Mystics. We were here in Toledo, and God, this was a long time ago. And we played with them once, and like they were like, 
they they were the good band and we were the shit band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we played a song and we straight up like lifted a song from uh, another band. Like we just straight up lifted up a, a, a progression, and like the singer, I think percussionist or auxiliary percussionist, he did that. Whatever he he was the singer, and he he came up afterwards and he like made sure to be like, oh yeah, I heard that change. Yeah, I heard, and he named the band and shit. I was like, oh shit. Got there was like two Mexican dudes and two like really white guys playing. So it was like, and I'm like half Mexican. So like I I, I didn't even got like the only the lead singer, <coughs> gross. Only the lead singer could fucking just actually speak Spanish and, and you know like so it was like just you could just imagine what that was. Well, it's because music is a universal language. It man. is, but like not not like this. Not like that. <laughs> it's not that universal, man. Like that. You need a little bit more of that Latin. So I'm mean, or less, but here's the thing: the drummer was like very much a rock drummer, like very straightforward, stiff. He was like ten feet tall and fucking just do do do, and the guitarist was like a, a slayer, you know, like so. Okay, yeah. You mix all that together, and I don't know what the fuck I was. I was just playing bass, but you mix all that together, and it just came out like ass. It was just <laughs> not no polyrhythms going on, just very basic. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh. Anyways, so but you guys got some experience some, though, right? Experience, yeah. a mm-hmm. great That's experience. What it's all about. I had <laughs> so much fun making fun of the lead singer. And now you have this awesome story. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. too. laughs> awesome story. How we <clears throat> stole people's music and made fun of him the way he used to eat. But it was weird. Like you know, he's like the kind of guy who ate like 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 his nose was always plugged. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like he ate so fast oh, never heard that and so quick and like, like he he was like breathing it like, <laughs> like those videos we were talking about uh, yeah exactly yeah. he would what actually do that? great for ASMR <laughs> and me and the guitars would just clown on him like so hard which I gotta say that we were the biggest assholes ever but <laughs> like we would clown on him because I mean like and ever since him anybody I'm around who eats like that I, it like fucks with me and I say shit, you know, like, and, and like, here's the thing, like, a lot of people who eat like that, they don't even realize that they eat like that because they've been doing it since they were kids and no one told them to stop. Or they don't, they can't stop, you know, because they can't breathe through their nose or some bullshit, but. It's a medical condition. It's a medical condition. Yeah, so, whatever. Anyway, so you guys, you guys, uh, you were doing the Latin thing. Yeah, so that, that was you guys together? There was together? a big break after that. It was a big oh, yeah. break, but um, he mentioned our friend Nick Delatore, yeah. who uh, was kind of the, he started that band. And then down the road, um, he wanted to start a new band, <laughs> which uh, was of the tower at the time, right? Yes. Um, so he recruited Kevin, and I was already playing guitar with him for different projects and stuff so that's kind of how we reconnected i want to say like instagram was like brand new at that time and i like put a video up like only when it was 15 seconds long and nick's like hey man you're still playing maybe we'll play or something Mm. so just like the littlest thing sparks an idea in someone's head and then that led to this and then keep keep going with the story because it's it's funny i mean (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. That was the story. No, that, that was, was it. No, that was a good story. There's, Thank there's you. goats. There's a barn. Oh there's a God. music video. <laughs> Dude, it's I'll take just, me on a journey, man. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you take it away. 
Honestly, it, it, no, it's not. <laughs> no, the, the night that we that we met back up, yeah. I guess we were going to do like this music video, which was in this big empty barn. It's ten degrees. Ten degrees. There was this. You two, or this is the, a different band. No, Wait. it was with the with the the of the tower band. Oh, okay. So yeah, there, you know, there we were talking earlier. Like, there's the guy that does the stuff in the band. Mm. Like, we were just we were the other guys in the band. Okay. Like, where we just were kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't our vision, but yeah, it was so cold. Like, there's. We were just outside in the 10 degree weather. There's goats. There's everything. Goats, goats were fun. Um, <laughs> they were fun, actually, yeah. And uh, we were playing, like, it was forever, hours and hours. And then we got done. You're like, hey, do, do you want to jam sometime? Or so, It was just something, yeah. like, real simple. I'm like, yes. And this is after, like, my foray into all the other, you know, rock and metal bands I've been in. I just wanted a change. It was good timing. Yeah. This is so, yeah. what, uh, 2015 ish? 2014, 2015? I think so. 14, yeah. maybe the end of 14, or is it 15? Yeah, it was probably like 14, 15 that winter. Yep. Yeah. It was cold. Um, <laughs> it was cold. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was cold. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah that, was, that was right around that time that I was like, basically, I had the idea for this album mm-hmm. that we ended up with. So I was just trying to get you know, all the pieces together. Like I knew I wanted some string parts and I wanted Mike sax and needed the drums and uh, got in touch with the bass player. And since like on this album, there are three different bass players, just oh, nice. schedule wise, how it worked out. Um, but well, it was also cool to yeah, get those on. different, you know, feelings. So, Absolutely. so really um, the three of us kind of ended up being like, the core of the band and but you know we've jammed with probably a dozen other different musicians and in different capacities so your your idea from the beginning for building the band was always to kind of keep it like a minimal acoustic type situation or is this or where is so so uh Kind of like you were saying at the beginning, where like the live and the studio are kind of different things. Mm-hmm. Like those things just developed independently, essentially. So my vision was always kind of to do like, yeah, I want like super big orchestrated, like, you know, serious stuff. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that, you know, we're the ones that are always playing together and jamming and playing all these like, restaurant and pub gigs and stuff like it's kind of taken on a different thing in the live element right which is which is sweet yeah no it's it's awesome yeah yeah you guys fucking kill it and it's it's i always love seeing that i love seeing like like small bands that aren't like traditionally a band who can like fill the sound you know what i mean like yeah i mean because you can go and see like a guitar drum duo like they're rocking out and shit, but you'd be like, "Fuck, these guys need a bass player," you know? Uh, <laughs> these guys yeah. Need a bass player or something, you know? Because right. because whatever it is, they're just not utilizing it. They're they're mm-hmm. set up in the right way, sure. and so whatever. It's, it's yeah, it's, like, it's it's different strokes for yeah. different folks, but yeah, this, it, but it's fun. This trio like wasn't anything I anticipated per se, mm. but like I'm really happy with what it is. 
cool. So this is your guys' debut album, Maws yep. in the Attic. Uh, now, is it called Leaving? Or is it nope. is that a song? Uh, that is so, a song. That's yep. a song that's queued up. So 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 when I walked into the space, uh, we're recording at uh, Zach's mom, Pam, right? Yes. Pam, Pam Fletcher. Uh, she, uh, God bless her. She had this. There's this huge TV on the wall that's mounted, and uh, she had the Moss on the Attic album going. She had cookies. She even brought in some cupcakes and, and these brownies and too. some brownies <laughs> and some. <laughs> Dude, that brownie I had, man. These were uh, <laughs> these were donated from another group. My mom said, "You guys want these? They don't oh, want." So. Lord have mercy, yeah. those brownies are ridiculous. <laughs> yep, she's uh, do not have a brownie. <laughs> I don't. But that's the fucked up thing about it. once you start eating like shit, like sugar, it's just like you just want to keep going. Or it's like it's chips, so light too. and fluffy. It, it sucks, and then by the end of it, you just feel terrible. It You're is sweating and crying. It's good. It's good while it lasts, right? It yeah. is good while it lasts. Are you guys getting to the age where you can't just eat whatever you want anymore? <laughs> yes. That that's me. They are. That's <laughs> Not yet. I'm close. You're good. You're, I got you're, two years. Left. You got two years of eating what the fuck I want. I got. I got. I'm 28. Well, That's it. but I remember there was a time where you could just where I could wake up and seriously eat like a fucking like two sausage and egg McMuffins, like three of those hash browns, you know, big yes. ass drink of orange juice. That's what Dan and then and I would go do. to work or wherever I gotta yeah. go. Like start my day. Like I'm right. starting my day on this. Yes. Yeah. If I even think about it, like I just get tired now. It's like I can't even think about it without my body, like, like having like an insulin yep. dump. It's like <laughs> fucking crazy. The body starts to revolt if it doesn't like things that you're doing. Like at a certain age, it's just like, yep, you gotta stop that now. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 can't you guys do with food now? You two, I guess, since we're all in the thirties, globe. Oh. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like I notice things like kind of affecting me differently and getting that uh getting that tired feeling or mm. just like there's like this brick in my stomach it's like i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah the brick do you, do you work exactly out right. do you work out but um i like to say that i do i haven't lately <laughs> but <laughs> theoretically it's something that that i try to do okay okay you seem like you're you're fit like you you do you you like fitness i i, I work out but you can't ever tell so that's fine <laughs> I, like if you met me in high school you'd be like oh yeah he does work out. <laughs> yeah. i had i had periods of time where it was like like a main focus and priority so what what would cause that what was like one of the reasons that would cause you to get back into it um i mean I think about it every day. It's just a matter of like, just I really need the schedule and like finding the time for it and. It, it sounds like of, a cop out, but it's really not. Yeah, and with it, what you've been doing, getting like rid of the excuses for it. But <laughs> yeah. honestly, like like the music thing, which is kind of a goal for 2020 for me, a New Year's resolution, I guess, is to get that a good balance going because uh, Kevin and I both have well, Mike's Mike's full time musician. Kevin and I both have day jobs. What do you guys do? Um, I work for an indexing company. We make like a research database. Oh shit! So is that like a is that like a job you need a degree for? Um, they wanted foreign language experience, so because hey. we, we work with all kinds of we work with like all world languages and stuff. Oh okay. Um, but no, I I didn't go to school with that. It's kind of like you know, like I was just saying something I didn't intend, but. 
it's flexible hours, so it works really yeah, well. Yeah, no, the, I mean, with fuck, dude, music. having a day job is not a bad thing oh, in yeah. my book, man. No, it's it's, I'm like, it's perfect. I'm like this. I'm one gig away from a day job, yeah. son. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not easy. You know, <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, doing that, and then like this project has kind of been the rest of my life. Wow. Outside of work, almost so. Yeah. So when it came to the album. You said that you had it mapped. So you guys were a band, and this is this is this is just this year you recorded this, or have you recorded over uh, the last couple of years? How yeah, it's it's been a long process. So <laughs> we started pretty much within the year or so. I think it was twenty sixteen. Okay, so maybe like a year. Yeah, you started recording in twenty sixteen. Yep. And where, where did you record all at the same place? We did. So it sounds really good, by the way, guys. Thank you. It sounds yeah. beautiful, actually. Um, what was the studio? It is called DLT Studios. And what? our friend that we mentioned that was the head of those bands that we were a part of, mm-hmm. he was the, is the producer of this album. Oh, okay. And I also drum for his band oh, yeah, cool. as well. What's the band? Nick and Alina. Nick That's kind of like their title, but it's, that one's a Christian band. Oh, nice. Yep. Right on. Not... That's, this isn't about them, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. Hey, shout out to you guys, though. Hey, man, Nick and Alina, go get it. Yeah. They're a part of our story. They singing, really are. Singing they're for uh, Jesus, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Alina's yeah. yeah. a, a great fiddle and violinist, so and she's she all over it. String yeah. works. Mm-hmm. So, so all the string work was done by her? Uh, she did all the violin. Violin. We have, we have a cellist as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I was like, can we just play a song off there? Um, can, can we play the first song? What's that song called? Seating? Is that what it's Seedling, my bad. Yeah, we're gonna listen to Seedling off of Moss and the Attic self-titled album, which is available now um, in physical form, right? Yeah, CDs. Um, it's at mossandtheattic.com for digital. We we also have a Bandcamp page. You can find it at. Are you gonna do the Spotify iTunes thing? We're uh, we're kind of planning that out at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's listen to Seedling, and we'll be right back.
So, in that uh, when when Kevin was first in the room when we were talking, you guys weren't here yet. I was like, it sounds like you guys like metal because that first song. I mean, not not that that's a metal song, but like if you add a distortion to your acoustic mm-hmm. and to the cello, it would definitely be like you know chugging along there. Um, but that's not what I was bringing it up. Uh, the it's a it's a great album starter and. I love just the orchestration of it and the strings. Uh, I'm a fan of strings and horn sections, so I love bands that incorporate that shit. Uh, so who was doing the arranging for that? Um, so I kind of worked out some demos uh, prior to actually starting to record in the oh. studio. So you would just be there by yourself? doing Yeah, like- mainly, and then I would kind of bring guys in one at a time and be like okay this is the idea and like pretty much I would say like 90% of it is different now or at least like they took that idea and just ran with it and made it a lot better mm-hmm. um, but I just was kind of like here's the direction and then everybody kind of you know developed their parts and so uh, when you're when you're writing, okay, so you had people write their own parts basically, yeah, developing now, and then yeah. and then because there is some real orchestration besides like a lot of ambience, noise ambience. I think there's a there's some orchestration there. So like I was just mm. really curious, like how you got that, like if people were like writing out notes or if it was all. So so you just had people come demo it out, and it's like learn your fucking part, show up ready to go. Kind of. Yeah. Um, one of the benefits of working with Nick, like we've, we've been friends for a long time. We've worked on all kinds of projects and like I've worked on his projects and mm-hmm. he's recorded some of my stuff. So, you know, we kind of got special treatment, I guess, as far as this album is concerned. Yeah. Because like if you're, uh, just the time that it took and stuff. But in the studio, a lot of times it was almost like a jam session in essence. Mm-hmm. And again, we were just bringing in people one at a time. So, you, you know, you're, dram- you're jamming with whatever tracks were available. <laughs> and then again, I have like an idea of where I want it to go, but then sometimes it'd be like, all right, let's do this and then let's try it this way. So we would have, you know, three or four different versions to work with. Yeah. And then, you know, it would just kind of kind of build from there. So yeah. there's there's... There's an entire album on the cutting room floor, like an alternate version, essentially. <laughs> well, yeah. like, three years, man. Yeah. That's that's a good amount of time to put into an album. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't know why people like feel like they got rush that shit. It's like yeah. don't, you don't have to rush it. Like, what are you rushing for? Especially if you're there's no like label. Like, you need something to do. Right. Like now, it's like why why rush it? Because people like when you hear like you can hear albums that sound rushed. I mean, I love it when you hear an album that was like, this was done in, like, three hours, and, like, yeah. we yeah. did it all, you know, like, you're, and it sounds great. Of course, mm-hmm. those are real things, but 
for the most part, when you hear people like rushing, and they're just like, "Oh, we mm-hmm. had the fucking," you know, like mm-hmm. it's it, it comes out like that. And yeah, I, I don't think you I need. I would say to. just like just do your best to be happy with what you come out with, essentially. Hey, like, exactly. Whatever, whatever that because because well because. Going in, I mean, like going into the studio, did you imagine seedling was gonna be what it came out? Um, I mean, I mean, you had whole, a good idea what you wanted, right. but like the, the, the whole f- album is is honestly a dream come true. Really? Me. Yeah. Like, so like not, all these uh, songs came out exactly or at least close to what you hear in your yeah. Head. I mean, um, I would say probably even better than what yeah I had ever anticipated. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. So, um, Nick Studio, what's it called again? DLT Studios. DLT Studios is this is this uh, like a legit studio? And I'm not trying to shit on people. I'm just saying. I'm saying like, or is it like this dude's sort of like converted his bedroom into a studio type thing? It is a it is a home studio, home studio. but he's got the whole basement set up. And when you walk down there, you're like transported. It's like, am I? This is a serious studio. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where am I at? That's right legit. Now? So, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a home. It's it's, it's a real studio in its yeah. own. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, you know, because some people be like, "Yeah, this is my studio," and they got their closet with like egg cartons on it and shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. if you can get a good sound out of right. that, fuck yeah. it. You know, like let's do this. Well, but, as I was saying, like we we kind of. Uh, so I always tell the story of DLT Studios beginning in my bedroom. All right. That's true. <laughs> we started collaborating, like, right from the get-go, and, like, we went in on a, a DAW together. And, oh, okay. Um, Which one? So, yeah, uh, it was Acid Pro. Acid. <laughs> 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 oh, so who made yep. that? That was a... That was a Sony. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, um, it worked, right? So, yeah, we went through all those stages, and I remember helping him. I mean, I... I don't take any credit for what he's built because it's pretty ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I do remember him like putting the eight cartons on in the, <laughs> <in> the closet. <laughs> well, there, man. All those all those phases. Like, well, yeah. but dude, I write music for people and like I have the shittiest setup. I used to have an awesome setup. I have the shittiest setup now. I live. Yeah. My situation is not ideal for us too. So like I write and like compose shit like yeah in like a garbage filled not garbage. I call it garbage, but it's 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 stuff. It's just shit. You yeah. know, like it's just a clutter. It's not my space. So like it's just shit to me. It's garbage. Yeah. Like get the shit out of my way. I'm trying to work. So fuck, dude. It's fine. Like however you can make it work yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just make that shit happen. The beauty of, of where technology is at, like you don't need a lot to mm-hmm. get like at least a good sounding demo going. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and everything is coming down in price. Like I I was able to buy some like microphones and I have like a little drum studio now and it like you know I, it's not professional or anything but like if I'm trying to you know write to something else at least I can record it so I can Absolutely. remember it later like it's, well, I, it's I, cool. I think a great point to even point out right now is I mean because not everybody has the luxury of sort of arranging and organizing music within the studio mm-hmm. like you guys had sort of this leeway to sort of just experiment and learn and, and figure out how you want it to be you know most of the time people are, are charged by the hour and you're mm-hmm. fucking just like oh you want to write and arrange you go ahead you paying for it you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I'm trying to remember my point well the good the good the point was is that you 
I wanted to point out, as you said, that you demoed it. So when you go into the studio, you had a solid idea of what you wanted to do. But you also had the luxury of sort of expanding on that and and kind of adding to what you needed to add to. Um, So with the writing process, it's your songs, mostly your songs, like... Do you, you guys like work on like arrangements at all, or like how, or they just you guys just write your own parts? How far do you guys <laughs> tap into the writing on this? You know, especially for this album, and especially when it comes down to the production of this, because mm. the production value, you know, expands outside of like your yeah. live show and you know right. the three of you. So yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of an evolving, an ever evolving thing, like. Uh, even like Kevin's parts, like a lot of it, you probably will never hear like this live just because they've developed further since he recorded these. Mm. So, and sometimes he plays a full kit, like if we're playing Howard's or a rock oh, bar or something. Will you guys get like a band and stuff, or will you guys just do the. We'll still do the trio. trio. Um, we have jammed live with different bassists <laughs> before. We, mm-hmm. we don't have one currently, but, um, but yeah, we, we still fill it out with the trio. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. But yeah, like, I guess, I don't know. We just kind of, when when we started practicing, it was kind of for the album, and then we were also getting gigs, which also, like, I had pretty much saved the money that we got from gigs all yep. the way since we started to, uh-huh. like, in order to pay for this thing and right. everything that was involved with it. Um, but... Yeah, just from jamming, I guess. Yeah. Well, That's the gigs the that answer. like w- would pay us anything were these like stripped down like little small places that we were playing. So yeah. like we just adapted right. to where we were getting those. And then I just thought I think it's so like so cool that like for like almost four years like we didn't have any merchandise, <laughs> like we didn't have any albums to sell or anything, and we were still getting gigs. <laughs> and it was just yeah. it was just for the music, man. Like it wasn't to sell. Well, I can imagine. Anything. I mean, you guys, I don't know. Like you guys definitely made an impression, and 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 I mean, like anybody can pick up a guitar and just start start singing, and 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 it's hard to like, like I was kind of talking about earlier, is like bands that don't have a like small stripped down bands that sound like small stripped down bands. You know, like you guys sort of have this full sound. But you guys are working with this. So, um, fuck, dude. I keep forgetting what I'm talking about. This is I got bullshit. you. Well, I think, too. Um, yeah, please. I know you're talking Save about, like, 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 rehearsals and, like, how we kind of, like, arrange things. Yeah. I would say, so it happens one of two ways. So a lot of times, like, we're gigging. We're, you know, every weekend doing stuff. Sometimes two, three times a weekend. Yeah. Uh, so we may not have the chance to, you know, sit down and like really dive in, roll up the sleeves. Uh, so some stuff is like filling it out on the go and uh, just kind of seeing what works. Uh, other times we will roll up the sleeves. Kevin gets serious. He pulls out this <laughs> five subject notebook. I, I don't even know if it's five subject, but it's like a thousand pages. Not like humble brag, but it, it's it's college ruled. <laughs> it's college ruled. Okay. This thick notebook, and when he brings that out, I'm like, okay, it's scary to go down. I go through seasons where, like, I'm digging in. Here we go. And I'll go through seasons where, like, 
all right, man, we're just gonna, we're gonna get through this, but it's gonna be a little bit more stripped down too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I see that notebook, I'm like, okay, it's going. So sometimes I'll try to bring at least a little something, but yeah. Um, and then the really cool thing is, um, like Kevin will get very detailed about like where to put certain licks, where to, you know, do those kind of like guitar percussion hits together. Yeah. And then um, a lot of times I'll be confused. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then Zach will, um, you know, generally give us kind of idea like, hey, hit this note like at this spot. Like see what happens if you do that. Yeah. And like different things like that to kind of like highlight different parts of each yeah. song. Yeah. Dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are, and I think, you know, more as we play together, like it's just kind of like a second nature almost. But they pick out like the parts in the song that like I'm not even hearing, mm. even having written it or played it out for however long. And like you're finding patterns and stuff mm. that I love that. Yeah. That just, just mix perfectly. And still to this day, I mean, <laughs> last couple of shows, I'll hear a lick from the saxophone and I'll just look over and be like, you gotta remember that one. <laughs> like there's there's still a jammy element to it, even if we played these songs like hundreds of times at this point. Like still messing around and so you guys yeah. still you guys will improvise yeah. live and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Cool. I, like I mean, I <laughs> well sometimes I mean, you gotta stretch some time, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably me less than these guys. Like sometimes I'll do something different vocally or. Mm maybe different strumming pattern or something like that but or sometimes okay. you'll lean over and you'll be like hey we've never played this one but that's oh yeah it, it's kind of like this go. yeah <laughs> but like here we go yeah and there's just like 50 people like watching us i've uh, <laughs> <laughs> i've done that i've been known to do that it's yes. fun though. that's my fucking wife does that my oh. wife will do that to a full band she'd be like okay we're going to play Erica Badu, go. We're going. What we're key going. is it in? Like, what kind of feeling are we doing? Uh, yeah. She, she pulled that shit out. Actually, it was with Byron. I, I We hired Byron to do a, a gig with us. He was for, probably all right. Yeah, he was still <laughs> he was fine. He was trying to get me on board. He was like, no, man. It's like, uh, and he's like, no. Oh. It's E, dude. The e. Give me the, the keyboard, B, man. Get, just uh, get, bring it here. I was playing bass. He was playing keys. And he's trying to, like, tell me... Uh, and I'm like, but because because I was I had it all fucked up because there's a way that me and my wife play it as an acoustic duo, and then there's a little way that well Byron plays it because I've never played it with Byron up until that point, so <laughs> Byron's like doing it correctly. The way I play it on a guitar is not correct at all. So he's doing it correctly. I'm doing it the way I play on guitar. Of course, we could never tell each other that because we're in front of like 200 people oh. at some <laughs> gala. So it's oh, like okay, great. sweet. We're doing this. <laughs> Thank God, though, that Byron is like such a good player that he just made up for my awful playing. He's just like, it's okay. I got all these got the chords here. and shit that's going to make that sound just right. Um, yeah. So, so you guys, so do you guys plan on doing like extensive touring with this album? Or what, what do you guys, what are your plans with like playing it out and stuff? Well, we are in the planning phase, I would say. Okay. So we're uh, we're still kind of mapping out our 2020. We're definitely, I think up to now, with a couple of exceptions, we've basically stayed like in Northwest Ohio, but um, you know, this area is pretty good for 
hitting different markets, like yeah. not having to go out on tour, tour. Like, no, I, I agree with you. Go, go for a weekend in Chicago or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So that's kind of, I think, what our, our goal is at the moment. Nice, just yeah. Just kind of spreading out from the home base a little bit more. Are you guys, would you guys do like an extensive tour if it was something that you guys planned out or something that was proposed like would you guys be in a spot where you could do that or would want to do that it is uh (laughs) it's all it's all situation dependent like if if it makes sense to do it then like i think we'd we'd figure it out and but if not like like you were saying earlier like we don't just want to hit the road and yeah you know, play. I, I respect like the road warriors so much, but I, I don't think I could take it like fifth night in a row playing to like three people in an empty bar. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a Tuesday. I'll, yeah, I was the so Monday through Wednesday and Sunday's rough. <laughs> yeah. I, I was so pumped to go do that in Arizona this yeah. weekend. So I yeah, was, I was into it. Right. I mean, like, cause it's it's. I mean, for me, like the reason why I mean. For me, I have a kid, I have a wife, you know, I have other things I have to do, but mm-hmm. like, um, they're kind of like almost like extent, like work vacations, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, you yeah. know, because like most of the time I'm like, like, I'm going to like Austin or, or cool places, you know, yeah. so I get to go cool places and play music. And play music. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd just be sitting here, but like, but for me, that's mm-hmm. like, that's ideal because it's like, right. fucking, I'm going, I'm getting a taste of this what i'm what i you know i'm getting a taste mm-hmm. of it but i'm not so inundated where i hate it you yeah. know because I mean? like it, that's what happens right. it's like you just start to, unless you really fucking love to do it and grind it out mm-hmm. <clears throat> especially people who are doing it independently yeah. with like little to no money yep. oh god that fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's rough dude yeah. that is rough and uh so you know, I, I totally get it, and, right. and you're right. This area is pretty, pretty. Um, I was so worried when I came back from San Diego, coming from San Diego, which is a destination. You know, people yep. go there, and they're just crazy. It's a beautiful music scene, and so coming from that back to Toledo, I thought I was coming back to what I left. And so I don't know if you guys remember 2006, but like, play, being a professional musician, working all the time here was only for a select few people right now it seems like there is a market here yeah um what i don't like though is well not that i don't like it i i appreciate this scene a lot actually i mean it fucking it's impressed me um so but what what kind of bothers me is that the lack of of venues for original music sure there's tons of music there's tons of venues for covers acoustic covers you know, people filling out three to four hours type spots. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the original places to play, I mean, you got, what, Frankie's, the OT, ran by the same Mm -hmm. people. You know, like, uh, I don't know, Howard's is an original spot. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a few coffee shops and stuff like that, but, I mean, is there any other places that you guys know of? Maybe maybe I'm just out of touch. I don't know. Like, I'm fucking Um, still kind of new back here. No, I think... uh I, I mean, do you agree with that statement? Like, I, that there's a lack of places for original bands to play and, like, flourish? Right. And I think you are right about that um, as far as, like, places that expect and want just original music. Mm. We've kind of 
we kind of do a workaround mm-hmm. where, uh, like in, like I've definitely noticed kind of like you were saying within the last three or four years, maybe like a lot more people in this area are doing music mm-hmm. and doing it a lot. Some even full time because like you said, the market's there yeah, and mm-hmm. they can make it work. Um, but yeah, like my passion is writing original music and performing original music. But like in Finley, that's where I live. Oh, you um, live in Finley? Yep, I oh, live no in Finley shit. Now. Thanks for coming all the way over here. Man. Yeah, well, I work in Bowling Green, so it's oh, okay. too, too bad. But, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like all of these places downtown, they're like, all right, we want music for, you know, two to three or four hours, you know, Friday, Saturday. And, uh, we started doing those and I started, we have like a really solid cover repertoire, mm-hmm. but we also work our originals in there. Yeah. Totally. So like I try to keep the split depending on the night, you got to feel out the crowd, but like I usually aim for like a 50, yeah. 50 split. And there are some songs like you'll hear some on the album. That's like, you're not going to play that too. Well. <laughs> To a, to a party bar. That yeah, like is, is seedlings ready. probably one of those. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but sometimes it works. We, we too. bust that out, yeah. but yeah. some of the real soft, like depressing sad <laughs> ones. That uh, those are not going to fly. <laughs> I mean, we did do that. One. We did do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it will surprise them. But there are some <laughs> venues that are like, you know, we've just come to the conclusion like what you want and what we provide just doesn't mesh, and mm. that's fine. We understand. So, right, but. No, it's. I, I think. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, that's a smart way to go about it around here. I right. think. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna do it, because even the band I play with that's mostly covers, Green Acre says we still jam in our song, original yeah. songs in there. There's original music out on fucking Spotify right. and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you're in this area and you're trying to work and you're trying to get your music yeah. out there, I think it's yeah. not a bad way to go. Yeah. But but the fact that I mean, but I mean that's fine. You know, sure. but like the lack of a place for like original bands and I, I mean like when you think of original music and money it's just like you just is like it doesn't really equate right it's mm-hmm. like that doesn't really match up so to find a good balance to find a place to find someone who could put energy into a place where it's like hey i'm gonna pro- you know we're gonna provide original music you know they're curating it and they're paying their artists and paying them fairly and 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 also curating a scene also you know mm-hmm. having a cool place to hang out i i just i don't see it i don't see that here sure and and that's i mean I, do you guys ever wonder if like shit goes south again like do you guys think that we'll be out of jobs like like music musically <laughs> around here well i do There's think, I think about that, are, that a lot I mean, we know Absolutely. people yeah, that are all the time actively getting involved in this type of thing and are building specific communities up like I don't know everything he's doing but like Omar is yeah, killing it. What's he doing? Down what? in Lima. Have you heard of Ruskay's records? No. In Lima. Um, yeah, I can't I can't explain everything he's doing either, but it's basically like an independent label and he's producing people's albums and he's trying to make it like this super collaborative thing where essentially art is kind of the uh, the starting point for like revitalization of 
of like Lima, which has been yeah. pretty run down for a while. So, but the production was, quality is yeah he's so professional and uh, they're killing it. Actually, our music video on the Moths in the Attic page mm. where the album is, um, he asked us to do that, and that's in. Oh, a, that's in his store. Yep, that's in a, in an abandoned building. In oh. Lima. Oh, it's not a story. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was like, that's a story. Yeah, that's it. But it was, old, it was an old speakeasy yeah. okay. like back then. And like, there's a ton of cool history around there, too. You can really dig right. in. And there's a lot there. But he's just finding cool ways to, to like integrate art and music as a part of like that revitalization mm-hmm. process. So, yeah, there's, there's people around with cool ideas. I'm kind of hoping... You know, like you're saying, at the moment, like I feel like we're almost at the at the start of you know something where at least music is in demand. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. True, Instead yeah. of absolutely, I'm very thankful for right. That. Yeah. I'm very thankful because, like I said, I thought I was coming back to right 2006 Toledo. Like yeah, yeah. I came back and I was like, oh shit, like right. I can do this here too. And There's then, a good folk scene like yeah, coming up because like a of lot it. of a lot of people similar to our group, like Three Too Many, mm-hmm. and like they'll do the cover stuff, but mm-hmm. then you know they'll throw together their then original. Ace will yell and, an original right at yeah. you. Um, so hopefully, like hopefully that starts to inspire some like places that absolutely really original stuff but yeah we'll see it, what happens well you know i mean i this is my shit okay because <clears throat> i don't know if you guys are familiar i i'm not i'm not here trying to promote any political bullshit um you guys are aware of andrew yang yeah okay uh, i'm not even trying to talk president's shit here but like his book <laughs> is so fucking crazy like it's fucked up because I, I read, okay, so he's talking about automation, right? That's his big platform, UBI, Universal Basic Income. I mean, the way he talks about automation and how it's going to fuck it, it's going to take her gerbs and, um, I don't know, can't do it. Uh, but how literally robots are going to take all our jobs, truckers are going to be out of business. And he even, because he's worked in Detroit, Cleveland, doing startups, doing all these, uh, he's been on the ground level, especially since the 2008 uh, financial downfall. You know, he's helping rebuild these fucked up cities. And Toledo wasn't one of them, but Toledo's kind of holding their own. Um, but he's, he was talking about <laughs> Cleveland and how, and how fucked up these, like, mid-level cities are going to be, like, decimated. I mean, because, like, you guys saw, I mean, you guys saw how Toledo and the area went up, belly up, 2008. No one was working as a musician in 2008, you know, like, I, I mean, did you guys notice that? I know I noticed coming back here, like, it got fucked up here real bad. You had to I mean, sell tickets if you wanted yes, to play anywhere. exactly. It, it, it's like, and then in Awful. the lieu of that is, like, you had fucking this fentanyl heroin shit and sex trafficking out of, mm-hmm. out of you know, out of the flames comes ways to get by and um so that's why i was asking (laughs) do you guys think if something hits like that do you think music is still a viable solution to like getting by or even its side cash in this area if it gets if 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 another financial crisis hits again I don't know. I know that's a very no. That's a good. That's a really good question. Uh, Maybe I. I I, I don't know if I feel like if something like that were to happen, it would be. It wouldn't happen for a while. 
Mm. I don't know. I always believe in like cycles happening. Yeah, like, totally. Them happening within the right timing, and like we might be really, really old the next time that hits. But you are bringing up a good point with well, like. Well, okay, I'm mean, just gonna say Andrew Yang. Fuck it. He's talking about how it's... And he's not the only one saying it, by the way. Andrew Yang's not the only one talking about how automation is putting America out of work. Um, there's tons of research out there. I mean, okay. Uh, my point was... I forgot. Please, I, I interrupted you just to tell you this point. I forgot. God damn it. No, I, no I'm, I'm glad you said that, though, because I see what you're saying, too. Well, that I it think can happen sooner. It can, it's hap- that's what I was... Old. Thank you very much. That's, that's what <laughs> that's I was saying. That's a good point. Yeah. Is that this is happening now. Like, you go to the store and you're checking yourself out and fucking yeah. Uber is actively looking yeah. for ways to make... to get their, um, their self-driving cars going. Yeah. Truckers are being... And then it's not just truckers who are being affected Dr- drummers truck, drummers oh, dr- truck yeah. drummers Uh-oh. anybody can any other are there any other drummers out there man oh man those Uh-oh. little Uh-oh. devil boxes putting me out of work man the truck <laughs> driver? oh EDM, like, dude okay okay i, I, I thought <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you had to let that sink in for me <laughs> no I think, um i think it's a great point I don't know how I feel about it because I know that there's a craving mm. as far as like the restaurant bar industry. Right. There's a craving for if you have live entertainment, you can generate a lot more money than mm. if you don't because you've got people here. It's enticing you. It's making you want to have a good time. If you're having a good time, you're probably going to get something to eat or whatever, have something to drink. Have another one. You know, have another one. Uh, if the band's really good, and get you to stay for an extra drink or two. Mm. And you know that's increasing revenue by what twenty, thirty. I don't know whatever whatever your whatever percentages are. It definitely helps. And um, so I think from that aspect, that's a good point. But what does happen if no one comes to the restaurant? Right. Well, mm-hmm. if, if you have so a bunch of out of work, depressed, mostly probably mostly males, since males are the ones who mostly. And I'm not trying to do like gender politics or anything. I'm just going by like the statistics I just. Heard in this fucking book, if you, you know, males are going to be the primarily the ones who are working in these industries that are being replaced, like you know, factory work, truckers, uh, you know, fast food stuff. Those workers are going to be gone. So you have like this whole class of people who mostly are the ones who are in the crowd when we're playing, who are going to be out of work, like literally depressed, you know, um, and and you know, no money to spend on beer. But but then you think in those moments alcohol sales go up, right? Gun and alcohol sales go oh, up God. in these kind of you know, I'm serious. <laughs> these are the types of things that go up in sales when there's economic turmoil. So it's it, it's just it's it's a weird it's it, it freaks me out, honestly it does, because like I I'm a, because I'm a, being uh, I've been self employed as a been working as a musician for the last four years. Mm-hmm. And it's been fucking crazy, right? And as you can imagine, like living off of music, uh, it, I mean, you know, Mike, just yeah. living off of music is fucking, it's, it's fucking crazy. Down. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like the most rewarding shit in the world. But it's also like, shit, I, you know, I need to get on these bookings and I need to make some yeah. calls and send some emails. And that shit's constant. You know, you're mm-hmm. always hustling for the next gig. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm of two minds about it. Like, please. Um, I think kind of what you're getting at, like the first thing to go, like even if in a family, like a family's budget or whatever, like the entertainment is yeah. the first thing to go. Yeah, buy Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Done that, stuff, yeah. Done so that you, before. You need the, you need the essentials. Um, so yeah, I think, 
I think it would shift kind of economically as far as like what places are demanding what, like if they can afford the mm. music or whatever. But I do think that, you know, music always has a place at the same time. And right. it is some, it's, I mean, for me and a lot of people I know, like it's an essential. Right. Know, right. Right there along with the other things you need to survive. Mm-hmm. And especially in times of pain and, and, and suffering like that, like there's a demand for music, yeah. like either to lift you up or to be like, yeah, I feel that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I it's know. harder to automate music that people connect to than, yeah. than to automate, you know, a truck to drive to Colorado sure. from Toledo. Have you heard about that? Uh, there's a YouTube channel that has this. Uh, I feel like it's like it's just generating death metal. <laughs> like a constant stream of, of death metal, no, all computer that's, generated. That's There's awesome. children's cartoons ones that are. Really? And it's the wow. weirdest stuff, but they know how to like mess with the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. So they get put like in the suggestive videos wow. and the kids are just like clicking them. And it's just like nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and these are computer generated, like completely AI yeah. generated. I mean, I'm sure the metal probably sounds... No, well, like they're, they're doing it already. Formula well, that's yeah. the thing. Stuff, you know? uh, music can be automated. You know, right. it can be, uh, but I don't know. Uh, like that's the thing that that where I'm at is like, do people trade in that human connection for yeah. a cheaper mm-hmm. computer to just sort of make never. music or yeah, whatever? I, mean, I don't know how. Maybe you can, just, just depending on the situation, but. It's the human, yeah, the human connection. Like, you're connecting to somebody else through their art and, you know, saying, again, like, I feel that or, or whatever. The authenticity. The authenticity well, of it. There's also, yeah. there's, there's this idea of, of, of music. I mean, because, like, we're going to the point where we're going to get, like, probably some kind of, like, implants, right? Like, we're going to have some shit where we're just going to be, it's in our, it's part of our makeup. And with that, not, not no, me. I'm serious. <laughs> well, no, it's definitely, yeah, but I'm but it's serious. coming. It's coming. Like we are already cyborg. Like fucking Elon Musk said, we're already cyborgs. These are That's already true. connected to us, right? Man, uh, it, it's <laughs> listening to us. It's fucking making decisions for us. It's fucking, you know, it's already there. So it's already coming a part of us. It's it's so there's this this other book called 21 uh, lessons for the 21st century where he's talking about because because he even says like and now if you're an artist you might think that you're fucking your shit's good you got your job is safe wrong he's fucking and he's talking about how they're working they're actively working on ways to uh where where there'll be ai will be able to read your memories or or and, and dig in find music that resonates in like memory that resonates certain memories use parts of that use a breakdown of that use fucking um just draw from all these different things Uh, draw from your facebook account draw from all these different fucking ways you interact to make a song tailored just for you for that moment for the moment you're experiencing right now that's wild what the fuck is that right I mean, <laughs> that's like... <laughs> what the fuck, right? Like, that's the fucking scary shit. So Honestly, like, that's... Do you, do you guys... Do you, I mean, do you, do you think that we'll be able to maintain that? I, I don't know how far away it is. But do you... I mean, I, I don't know. Do you guys feel like this is something we could maintain? Or do you think that it's... That it's I mean, every everything's changing. And kind of what you just described, like, that's... 
that is like the songwriting process, which it's almost like generating everybody to be a song, their own yeah. songwriter for their own pleasure. But yeah, I mean, even if you look at how, how the industry is different now from where it was mm -hmm. five or ten years ago with streaming and, right. and nobody knows... Like I can only imagine. Oh, we need to get on this We're speculating. We need a record yeah. deal, and we need this, and we need that. And it's like, yeah. well, maybe we don't <laughs> right. need yeah. those like, things well, that, within five you know. years. Yeah. So right. who knows where it's going to be in five or ten years? Fucking, what if there's like AI place. pop stars, yo? Yeah. The holograms. It's not going to happen. People are, people are craving authenticity right now. And like, that's, that's why people are coming out to see live music right now That's is because people like podcasts yeah, yes man. exactly because yeah. they're sick of fucking the radio giving you the same bullshit exactly. with ads they want so, to be yeah. real it's like get the, don't bore us get to the fucking and chorus. that's why you that's why you know it's gonna be fine yeah you know don't don't worry about that stuff it's gonna be good well it's just what i do man <laughs> 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 that's what my part-time job is worried about what's gonna happen it's part, next. Of, part of being a musician right and yeah, a father yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You well, you. I mean, you. You. You guys make no secret about some of the songs are slow and depressing, and, and is uh, is 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 depression something that you've had to deal with in your life? Uh, I would say yeah. For me, yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, and I've I've kind of witnessed a lot of I guess just general mental illness with you know people that I've known and some family and stuff like that. So. Uh, one of the things we decided to do is donate some of these proceeds to National Alliance on Mental Illness. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this album, I guess, you know, you can interpret it how you want, how, what it is for me, I can explain that. And it's essentially taking those things and those feelings that, um, you know, weren't so pleasant and transforming it into like this art and this beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's kind of my message is, you know, I know it doesn't work for everybody, but if you can, you know, take, take those experiences and use it to make something beautiful. And that's like, you know, you can learn from them and you can create something like this and mm -hmm. makes it worth it to a certain degree. Yeah. So, so mental illness is, is important to you. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, not, something, not to be mentally ill, but the... the right, it's, it's definitely something that, that I'd like to to champion, you mm. know, mental mental health and stuff, so... Right on. But yeah. Well, let's play uh, let's play an uplifting song. What would you say? Mm -hmm. I mean, as uplifting as, as as you guys can get. Well, you know, um, I know I'll, there's I'll, a couple like there's a couple right. there's a couple jammers. I'll I'll say this just in regards to the album in general. Like, uh, it's not it's definitely not an album about depression. No, no, I um, wasn't trying to say that. I no, was just saying because you said right. slow, depressing songs. Yeah, yeah. That resonates something. With um, me, so. But something with all of them is there's always, even if it's kind of sad, like there's that silver lining. Oh, that's like very nice. Like perseverance and stuff. But yeah. Um, let's play, let's play. Uh, think? I was thinking two or three. I don't know. Two or three? Yeah, I was thinking possibly two. Two? Ooh. Because tomorrow is a big day. Yeah. Tomorrow is a big day. We're, so maybe number two for that reason. Let's do number two. Forward. Forward. Uh, yeah. You're talking about track numbers. Number track two. number okay. two. Okay, let's listen to forward and we'll be right back.
and we're back. So, <clears throat> you were talking about silver lining. What's the silver lining in forward? That one is uh, is basically a tune about perseverance. Hmm. So. Definitely read the lyrics on that one because, like, for years we would play the song. I didn't know. I'm not a lyric person. I'm more of like a melody person. Yeah, me too. And I I read the uh, the lyrics and I'm like, oh, four four words. Is that it? Is that like? Is there's that... some there's some wordplay going on. Okay. Mm. Honestly, it's that song is lyrically is a very like stream of consciousness kind of thing. Mm. I don't even know if I've kind of picked that up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now I'm like trying to think of the four everything. words. Well, and I like, mean, you know, yeah, like, man. I never expect anybody to come on here and try to explain their art. I was yeah. just, you know, I was just going off of what you said, but. But perseverance is the silver line, is yeah, what you're yeah, saying. For and sure. that's the message you're trying to get by it for. So we have uh, a music video for that one. It's coming out tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you guys got another ra- uh, radio interview tonight, right? We do. Nice. Yeah. And that's for the college? Yep, 88.1. Nice. GSU. Um, this won't be out for till next week, but that's okay. But I, I, that's awesome. So the video is already out. If the video is already out. <laughs> yeah. and, um, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Yeah, sweet. Um, well, nice. we're about done here. I uh, what, uh, what? How can people find your album? How can people find where you guys are playing? How can people get a hold of you to book you? Um, all at mothsintheattic.com. That's probably the best place. Smart. But we're on we're on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can hit us up any of those places. Um, yeah. With with all that stuff, you should be able to keep keep in touch. Keep up with Moz and the Act. Yep. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate it, and I really and, and please tell your mom that that was just ultra yep. sweet of her to come in and mom us so <laughs> yep. well. So shout that was out, shout up. out to my mom. And the pa- Pam She's Fletcher, great. everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Moths in the Attic. I appreciate you guys coming or meeting me at such a luxurious location and having all that wonderful food to smash on directly into the microphone. <laughs> no, it, it was wonderful. I had a it, it, I had a great time talking to these guys, and I definitely suggest you go out and buy their album. Uh, it's the self-titled Moths in the Attic. You can go to mothsintheattic.com and check it out today. You can play it before you pay. Play before you pay. Um, anyways, yeah, thank you guys so much. Mozzaniac.com. Uh, also, go check out our sponsor, modedstudios.com. M O D E D S T U D I O S.com. They have all the best and the greatest embroidered patches and apparel. I am still having a hard time saying embroidered patches and apparel i have to like stop focus on that sentence or those three words or however many fucking words there are hold on embroidered patches and apparel four words okay it was four words my bad i'm having a hard time with it but 
I tell you what you won't have a hard time with. Go into modedstudios.com and buying that new Bernie for President t-shirt. But it's not Bernie Sanders. It's Bernie Mac, baby. Did you see what they did there? Did you see what they did there? They, they have Wu-Tang patches. They have uh, blood in, blood out pins. They got Bart Simpson with the David Bowie lightning bolt. They got all kinds of crazy, fun, and unique patches and apparel. They were also embroidered. <laughs> Go check out ModedStudios.com today. Tell them we speak English good sent you. Also, go write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this episode. What, tell, let me know what you think of, 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 the, uh, of the music that we played today, uh, those two original songs by Moz. You can also leave ratings on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Rate us, share us, leave a comment. We'll read it on air if it's decent, if you're being nice. Be decent, folks. Be decent. Uh, and that's it. Uh, I, I, You know what's funny? I don't have a guest for next week. I, so it's uh, up in the air what's going to happen. <laughs> it's been a fucking crazy weekend, which hasn't stopped. I have to go do stagehand work in the morning for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You know, uh, uh I'm going to be lifting heavy shit at 6 in the morning, which I am not above or outside of. Sometimes I'm at the gym at 6 a.m., 5.30 in the morning, just lifting heavy things or running in place until I sweat on stuff. So um, it it ought to be cool. I mean, whatever. You know, it's about 11 o'clock tonight. I have to wake up at 5. But that's what time I woke up this morning. So fuck it. We're just going, baby. We're going. We're going. Um, yeah you know what that's it for me I I love you guys take care of your fellow human beings HJ's for everybody mystery guest next week (laughs) 